0: Welcome to Entitled Town, the capital of Cheesehead Nation, a place where 1265 Lombardi Avenue is hallowed ground championships are our birthright, and anything short of a perfect season is an affront to the memory of St. Vince, populated by fans who think the grass is always greener on the other side and are yellow with envy of everybody else's success. (sighs) Let the Green Bay griping begin. Well, my friends, that sucked. So, I think it's about time we pour a little bit of vodka, because right now the Packers have me feeling about as cold and dead inside as a Siberian winter, so you might as well do as the Russians do, and have ourselves a little vodka. One more for good measure, right? As it stands, after playing, hosting an NFC Championship game against a team that shit-stomped the Packers in Week 6, the Packers have been officially eliminated from the postseason, one step away from a Super Bowl once again, and another season under Aaron Rodgers is over. So, this episode's probably going to be short because it's still pretty fresh wound. I've been thinking about this for the last two fucking days. I still can't get over it. Um, so I'm going to talk quickly, and I'm probably going to end short. Because you, and also, you probably don't want to listen to this and, and rehash it as much as I don't want to rehash it. But anyway, here we go. You know? we got to finish out the season strong, unlike the Packers. <clears throat> that was a game the Packers should have had. And... <laughs> I mean, where do you even begin? They fucked up in so many ways. In week six, the game broke in a very similar way. At least in this situation, the game was closer than it was in week six. But it was almost the same motherfucking formula. Can't stop the uh, defensive line of the Buccaneers, even though we have an elite O-line. And, you know, maybe the loss of Bakhtiari hurt a little bit. But even so, the Packers have an incredible O-line. But they just weren't as good as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers D-line. And you could tell. And once again, there was a couple of turnovers that broke the buccaneers way, and the buccaneers scored off both of them and It's just the the fucking wheels fell off in the first half and and coming out of the half and It's just the Packers built a mountain that they couldn't overcome and it it felt almost almost identical to the week six game, even though it was the scores were a little different but and the Packers ultimately played a little bit better the second half of this game than they did in week six but man it was fucking embarrassing and this was a game the packers could have won they fucking there were so many chances to win this game and they still fucked it up and the packers were the more talented team and i still think they were the best team in the nfl and they just they fucked themselves and we have another agonizing nfc championship loss i mean the packers have been to four nfc championships in the last seven years and five under Aaron Rodgers, and they've lost four. The last one they won was ten years ago. So the four most recent ones, they just... <laughs> they screwed the pooch on all of them. Two of them they got blown out in. One they had a 16-point lead in, and the f- the only one that they hosted, they just, the fucking wheels fell off in the first half. And they were able to claw their way back in, but they couldn't finish it out. And One of the most galling things about it was... This during this stretch run of the regular season where the Packers looked legitimately like the best team in the NFL. Looked like a inevitable team, a team of destiny. They played incredible situational football. And then in this game, in their key situations, they just they fucking shat their pants and <laughs> the Buccaneers capitalized on their, you know, key situations and key opportunities and the Packers just squandered them. I mean, you pick off Tom Brady three times and you get six points to show for it, and you still lose the game. MVS has four catches for 117 yards, and you still lose the game. You win the coin toss and defer to half, and instead of you being the team that double dips on points going into and coming out of halftime, you let the other team double dip. One of those which was a crazy uh, long touchdown with six seconds left in the first half. The polarity of this team is just astounding. You have some incredible play. I mean... What MVS did the the yards per catch average he had were astounding. What Jair Alexander did was amazing. He picked off Tom Brady three times or two times, and <laughs> Aaron Rodgers played really well. But then you have the the absolutely horrendous play of Kevin King and the absolutely terrible coaching decisions by Matt LaFleur and Mike Penton. So the players who did play well played excellent. But then, the parts of the team that failed, failed miserably. There was no real in-between. And the Buccaneers played good enough and seized enough opportunities to win this game and go go to a Super Bowl. And send Tom Brady to his 10th fucking Super Bowl, which is just absolutely sickening. It's it, It's been a long time since week six. The Packers seem to get a lot better. They seem to have the pieces. And yet, the one nemesis that they had during the season took them to the woodshed again. It felt like last season it was the same old fucking story you know as a team that blows blew them the fuck out in the regular season and then beats them in an nfc championship and it's sad i mean this is this this reminds me of like the the 90s bills who lost four straight super bowls but it's sadder because the packers lose four nfc championships they can't even get to the fucking super bowl again they haven't been to a super bowl in 10 years they've had over three decades of Hall of Fame six-time MVP quarterback play, and they've played in three Super Bowls and won two. There's teams all over the NFL that would kill for that kind of success, but we're spoiled, entitled cheeseheads. There's an extra level of success that we want and we expect and, like, that they should be having, and they just come up short. They come up, like, one step short of going to the championship game. And the last, like, decades, runs, ever since the Packers' Super Bowl of... Just sports in general in this state. Just great regular season stuff or getting so close but coming up just short. Failings in the postseason. Wisconsin's starting to feel like fucking Atlanta North. And (laughs) this felt like their last best shot at a Super Bowl with Rodgers. And in many ways, it was kind of a unicorn season. like All the pieces had seemed to come together, and it was right there for the taking. And... They were one step away last year. They seemed to get considerably better this year and they still fucked up. And it, things were lining up were were lined up in their favor and they still fucked it up. And I think <laughs> it's it's I don't think they're going to go back. I, next year they have an incredibly difficult schedule. They play like f- at least 50% of the playoff field from this year. They play, like, nine games against playoff teams. And they also play some, like, scrappy younger quarterbacks who are on the rise and some teams that are starting to get better. And certain teams in the NFC that might have regressed this season could potentially be back to where they were last season, namely, like, the 40-fucking-niners. And then, like, if a team like the 49ers or, or Washington gets someone like a Matt Stafford on their team, all of a sudden that team vaults to one of the four best teams in the conference. And then if Tom Brady's still around, that team's just going to keep getting better. But I think the Packers might regress. Because Devontae Adams had a legendary season, a mythical season. He's not going to repeat that. Aaron Rodgers had the best season of his career. He's not going to do that again. Robert Tanyan had arguably the the best season by a Packers tight end in history. That's probably not going to repeat itself. There's going to be regression. Aaron Jones is probably going going to walk in free agency. And good riddance, I guess. Like, I love what he did on the field most of this last couple years, but when you fumble twice in an NFC Championship game and then get hurt and get out of the game, there's no need to sign you to a a contract extension. Might as well just let him fucking walk as a free agent, especially when we spent our second-round pick on A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon should just be the starting running back next year. Fuck Aaron Jones. And then on top of all that, because of the COVID season, the salary cap's going to come down. And we have the best cornerback in the NFL, Jair Alexander, who played out of his fucking mind on Sunday. He's going to be a free agent. So the Packers are going to have to send, sign him to Megabucks, so they're going to have to cut other players to make room for him, too. Like, this was, like, the one confluence of, of players and cap where, like, they had the opportunity. This was, like, the, the, the best chance they had because a lot of things are going to change next season. Aaron Rodgers should be back. Aaron Jones is probably going to be gone. Jair's going to get big money, which means some other people are going to have to be gone. Who knows? I mean, you're not going to see them. this offense play at that high of a level next season, most likely. There's bound to be some regression. Like, this was peak offense. This, I'm not lying when I say this was the best offense I've ever seen on a Packers team, and it probably will be for the rest of my life. I know some of the stats are going to go up because the the NFL is going to move to a seventeen-game season, so there is going to be more touchdowns and yards and stuff like that because you got one extra game to get all of that. But I think this was the most incredibly efficient and explosive offense the Packers have ever had, and I don't think they're going to match it again—at least not for a long time. But who knows? As long as you got Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, I guess it's possible. But this was their shot. The defense looked good. This was by far the best defense they've had since twenty ten and <laughs> incredible secondary except for kevin kang the defense was legit the offense was amazing the old line was elite but apparently not elite enough for this game and they still fucked it up and the special teams wasn't the the phase of the game that screwed it up this time around and then there was the imbalanced officiating which i'm not going to blame the officiating the packers had opportunities to win and they squandered them The officiating definitely didn't make it any easier on the Packers. It certainly made it harder. And there's a legitimate gripe about the uneven officiating, especially with the way they called the pass interference basically to end the game, to ice the game for Tom Brady. But then there was plays where, you know, the Aaron Rodgers interception, he threw that ball to Lazard because he knew that there was a P.I. on that play. So he figured if he threw it towards that receiver, it was more likely to get called. But the refs didn't call it, and then it was an Aaron Rodgers pick, assisted by a very clear defensive pass interference. So our team got shafted on that play. But then, you know, I mean, turn around. Will Redmond had a give-me interception immediately after that, and he fucking dropped it. And that came back to haunt us on top of some other things. Three three interceptions from Tom Brady, six points that they scored off those three interceptions. They had every opportunity. So I placed the biggest amount of blame for this fuck-up at the hands of the coaching staff. Number one, Matt LaFleur, especially in the most important point of the game. He pulls the most Mike McCarthy move you could ever make. Like, I don't even think Mike McCarthy would make him make make a move that fucking stupid when he kicked that field goal when you're down by eight instead of going for it on fourth and goal with the greatest quarterback to ever play the game the best wide receiver in Packers history having the best season as a pass catcher in Packers history the best tight end or the tight end with the best season in Packers history you have the weapons you have the pieces the game's on the fucking line you're down by eight points with like four minutes left fuck kicking a field goal in that situation no balls whatsoever. That was the bitchiest, wuss-ass move I've ever seen. I don't even think Mike McCarthy would be that much of a coward. And I thought the, the choice to kick the extra point to go to overtime five years ago in the wild card game against the Cardinals was the, the most cowardly coaching decision I've seen in my lifetime. This was worse. Because at least that one tied the game. This was just like accepting defeat in the fucking NFC Championship game. This isn't like Week 7 against Detroit. This is to get Aaron Rodgers back to a Super Bowl. back The the franchise back to a place they haven't been in a decade. And You kick the fucking field goal in that situation when your defense is obviously not capable enough to stop Tom Brady. And number two, you have the league MVP this season with the ball in his hands. You'd rather trust Kevin motherfucking King than the all-time... In my opinion, the all time GOAT player playing his best season ever, playing his best football ever, a freaky savant. Quarterback genius, you'd rather have Kevin King, the fate of this team, be in the hands of Kevin King than Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely just despicable choice on Matt LaFleur's part. And remember last week I was talking about this is what a Shanahan offense looks like with a Hall of Fame elite quarterback, with an MVP quarterback. Well, Matt LaFleur showed us that the most lasting part, the most prevalent part of a Shanahan offense, the most eternal part, that's the word I'm looking for, the most eternal part. Of a Shanahan offense. Is shitting the bed. In the most important games. That Shanahan offense has. Pissed away two Super Bowls. Well. Actually. Check that. A Shanahan offense. Has pissed away three Super Bowls. And now. It has pissed away. An NFC Championship. That's the most lasting legacy of a Shanahan offense. And the Matt Lafleur Apple has not fallen far from the tree. It was just. Sickening to watch. I can't. I can't believe we traded Mike, the Mike McCarthy decision making for that kind of decision making. Madeline Fleur has been amazing so far that, as a coach, but this trumps everything else. That was one of the most confounding, agonizing, boneheaded fucking play calls I've ever seen. This was a do or die moment. I mean like this a shot to go to the Super Bowl and you just bitch out like that. I cannot believe that. And I know some people think Aaron Rodgers should have ran the ball on that third down. That that wasn't the right play for him. He thought somebody was behind him, and Aaron Rodgers is not as fast as he once was. He was going to get blown up by JPP if he tried to run that ball. Matt LaFleur should have told it. Aaron Rodgers, in my mind, assumed that that was four-down territory. If if he was going to go for a field goal in that situation, maybe Matt LaFleur should have told Rodgers that it was touchdown or bust on the third-down play. But either way, it should have been fucking fourth-down territory. This was, I think this is more painful than 2014. And it was just that much more of a gut punch to watch Tom Brady go back to his 10th fucking Super Bowl. Become the first quarterback to host a Super Bowl in his own stadium. And then the Buccaneers gave the Packers a taste of their own medicine because they became the second team in NFL history to win three road playoff games on the way to a Super Bowl. The only other one was the 2010 Packers. And people say that getting into a Super Bowl is incredibly hard. And I agree. Obviously, the Packers have shown us that because they've lost four NFC championships, the last four opportunities they've had. But apparently it's not that hard because Tom Brady still goes to Super Bowls. He's played for like 21 years, 22 years. He's gone to 10. That's almost 50%. And speaking of 50%, Aaron Rodgers got sacked. Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers, with the elite O-line. Aaron Rodgers got sacked ten times against the Buccaneers this season. That's almost 50% of the sacks he had all season long came against this team. He was sacked five times in week six, and he was sacked five times in this game. The O-line coach, Matt LaFleur, nobody could figure something out. And then on top of all that, we still have the ghosts of fucking Mike McCarthy and Ted Thompson screwing us in the postseason again. Mike Pettin was a a Mike McCarthy hire, and apparently he's still on the team for some reason. Even after the embarrassing performance that our defense put up in last year's NFC Championship, they stuck with him this season. And then he's coaching a defense with a player that Ted Thompson drafted over T.J. Watt and Kevin King. And Kevin King just got absolutely fucking roasted by the Buccaneers. Gave up the Mike Evans touchdown. Just got absolutely fucking embarrassed on the Leonard Fournette run. Actually, like most of the defense. That was one of the most embarrassing plays I've ever seen. It reminded me of the 2011 regular season game against the Buccaneers when LeGarrette Blunt ran for over 50 yards on the Packers. The play looked very similar. And then, for some stupid reason, Kevin King lets Scotty Miller get behind him with six seconds left in the first half to score a touchdown. Those two guys... And the tail ends of their careers are still torturing the Packers. We've changed regimes. We have a new GM. We have a new head coach. But we're still seeing the ramifications of the poor decision-making they made in in 17 and 18. And it's still haunting us. Aaron Rodgers is going to be 38 next year. This was their shot. This felt like the one. And they fucked it up again. And it's just disgusting. Absolutely just gut-wrenching. This felt like a team of destiny. They were incredible this year, and the the regular season was fun. It was amazing, and I thought they finally got like the biggest monkey off their back when they beat the number one ranked defense last week. But apparently, JPP still has Aaron Rodgers' number in the postseason and in games in in playoff games at Lambeau Field. Even with when even though he's missing fingers now, and Tom Brady just keeps fucking winning, and it's boring, and I'm tired of it. And it doesn't make the NFL fun. I've heard people argue that, you know, Tom Brady going back to his 10th Super Bowl, and this time with a different team, is good for the NFL. Because there's got to be a villain. There's got to be people that, you know, somebody to root against. I'm not watching the Super Bowl this season. I'm so fucking sick of watching Tom Brady in Super Bowls. I'm just done. I might even be done with football. I don't know how I can stomach another football game. I'm going to take the next several months to decide if I even want to watch the Packers next season. Because this was embarrassing. This team was one step away from the Super Bowl last year. So, taking that into mind and into consideration, I'm so glad that our front office and our GM decided to draft someone like Jordan Love. Because like he really shored up the weaknesses on this team and made a difference in this NFC Championship. Oh, wait. That's right. Jordan Love is a quarterback who wasn't even our backup quarterback this season. He was our third stringer, and he wasn't even active in this game. This past season had the best Wide receiver class of any draft in NFL history. Do the Packers pick, you know, a, a one of those dynamic rookie wide receivers to help contribute to the offense? No. Do so they pick one of the better, uh, maybe, linebackers or D-backs or defensive linemen to shore up the fact that the Packers, especially the D-linemen and middle linebackers, the fact that the Packers got run all over uh, in the last NFC Championship game? No. They draft a fucking quarterback, they draft a running back, which I won't knock A.J. Dillon, he was pretty good, but maybe they should have used him more in this game, and maybe not used Aaron Jones as much, because the fucker fumbled twice, and then got hurt. And then they drafted a fullback. How effective was he in this game? Aaron Rodgers still got sacked five fucking times. What was his contribution to the team? They got closer this time, but it was a baby step closer. What a waste of a fucking draft. What a waste of another opportunity. They need... I mean... (sighs) Fuck it all. Kevin King. Mike Evans touchdown. Scotty Miller touchdown. Aaron Jones, two fumbles. Matt LaFleur, field goal. Six points off of three interceptions. Aaron Rodgers sacked five times. That's the story of your fucking game. That's the story of the Packers fucking season. This team continues to be soft and mentally weak. And I don't think that's ever going to change. And I don't think they're going to a Super Bowl again in my fucking lifetime. The regular season was fun. Thanks for the ride, friends. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm sorry I'm so angry. But it still hurts. And I know you're feeling it too. So that's where I think I'm going to call it for this season of Entitled Town. I appreciate all of you who have listened all season long. Don't take it too hard. And we're going to call it a a year. So as it stands, my friends, there are 53 weeks until the Green Bay Packers go. Go on to win Super Bowl 56. Who the fuck am I kidding? But I don't actually believe that anymore. But we got to keep with tradition. 53 weeks until the Green Bay Packers go to Super Bowl 56 and win it. Take it to the bank, my friends. You're your Super Bowl 56 world champion, Green Bay Packers. We'll catch you next season. Thank you for listening. I love you all. Enjoy the off season. See you next fall.